I saw the craziest fucking comb over last week in the airport. This Indian guy who had a shaggy beard and a shaggy... It, it was like that set rack of ribs in the beginning of the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> it was so thick out of one side of his head only and clearly just over. It was like a scarf. <laughs> oh. Or, you know when you see the hat on Santa's head where it droops to the side, then it, ha- you know, the, it flops? Yeah. Right. Now turn him on his side, and then that's his hair growing to the top of his head. It all but had a white puffball in the end. And he had earphones on like I do over it, because he was on a call or something, or he's listening. I don't know. But he had a suit and that, and he, Jesus Christ, and like pronounced syllables like that. But should have taken a picture. Anyway, were they beard hairs that were combed over? <laughs> yeah, the beard over is a classic gambit. You never see it coming. Everyone's looking for the comb over. No one sees yes, the beard right. over coming. No one sees it coming. Do you guys remember having to go door to door as a child selling beard combs? <laughs> Gentlemen, where you to find yourself watching television on a Saturday morning, perhaps, mm-hmm. in either 1985 or 1986? Yes. What do you think you would have been watching? Oh, I would have been watching some wrestling cartoon nat- naturally, Of course. Right? You would have been watching Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. It has yes. both. It has Rock and Wrestling. Transformers? <laughs> no. Anybody? Stupid. G- G.I. Joe's? I noticed right off the bat, there was so much rock and so much wrestling, they couldn't mm-hmm. get the full word and in there and had to just kind of an apostrophe it. Mm-hmm. So much rock There's and wrestling. There's too much. Too much. Too much. Grim. We can't. When you say rock, and when, when you're talking about rock and roll and wrestling together, I picture like I'm in some raised up Jeep or four-wheeler of some sort. Uh, There would, of course, be Jeeps, four-wheelers, hot rods, Junk wagons. There's any number, <laughs> any number of uh, rock wrestling related transport. <laughs> the next thing you'll tell me is that they're driven by my favorite wrestlers. All of your favorite wrestlers and your least favorite. They're all there. Uh huh. They're so all, all there. of them. So, what we have done is we have watched the first episode of. The 1985 uh, Saturday morning cartoon, Hulk Hogan's Rock Wrestling. Uh, well, I, my my thought was, uh, if you have any context of how this came about or what you know, any sort of background, maybe we leave it that. But because the show is broken apart, we can kind of do it segment by segment. Yeah, we can do uh, the the perhaps. two segments plus the the live action interstitials and which are amazing. Yes, uh, where I want to start is the theme song. I fucking love the theme song. Theme song is fucking great. Pretty badass. Uh, theme song is good. Theme song is good. Especially if you agree. find like a nicer version that clearly wasn't like ripped off a of VHS that was forty years old somehow, even though that's older than the show. Now, uh, I, when it comes to the theme song, I particularly liked how much rock was in it. Uh huh. A lot of rock. You got lot the of people rock. cheering. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. Hulk. God damn. I want to cheer yeah. for Hulk. It's really long, but it's just a 80s guitar squeal with Hulk, yeah. Hulk for, for maybe what seemed like eight to ten minutes. So yeah. like a general a general theme of this entire production is, oh my God, they did it last night. And so the fact that the theme song, 100%. The theme song 100%. has one word in it, 
but it represents yes. like and <laughs> the only and word that matters over this yes. theme song aside from some of the cartoon it shows hulk hogan walking out and a crowd of people must hear this music and they crowd the streets just to cheer mm-hmm. him and then he starts directing them to chant it's yes it's amazing it's also what i assume happens when when a when a show has uh, you know, an eight-minute theme song. A cartoon <laughs> has an eight-minute theme song plus live-action interstitials. You're not mm. surprised when you see the level of animation. When they're like, can we just fill this in a little bit here? Yeah. When you yeah. start doing the math, oh, 12 drawings per second. Well, we can stretch that to uh, one or two drawings every three minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of drawings, folks. I have a lot of notes about the drawing. We'll get into that. Oh, we'll, we'll get to them. Grant, you want to tell us uh, the plot of... Section one. I just want to get to general. General, it's this is Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. I have some general yes. comments about Hulk Hogan. Uh, first of all, uh, the stuff I've been watching on my own time is from 1995, and goddamn, 1985 Hogan is so much bigger. Goddamn, <laughs> that is a Hulk right there. It's not the lean 90s Hogan. This is the, the beefy 80s Hogan. Uh, the <laughs> cartoon. Beef sack. The cartoon. He was a beef sack. He was a scunch sack. Uh, he was, <laughs> the cartoon version is a little more generous with the hair, I feel like, up top. I, that was oh, a little more generous. Um, yeah. So Hulk comes out in the intro, and my first note, um, uh, he's wearing a one-size-too-small headband for that smoky, wispy hair. Uh, yeah, when it's you not see hold, him. It's not corralling oh, yeah. that smoky, thin uh, mane of gold. Yeah. But his hair is like raised garden and long. Corey. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, he's trying to grow the hair and he's hoping that the headband helps. The, my one note about Hulk that I that I made was did no one question his hair in the <laughs> 80s when he's completely bald. Ben in a previous episode you mentioned a beard comb over. I wish like he he at least attempted that. Like he's so bald and yet 12 inches of long, mm-hmm. you know, fleecy oh, yeah. golden hair hanging out his completely bald dome. It, it looks so bad. It's the I'm not touching you of hair. Yeah. I'm not bald. I'm not bald. I still got hair. And yet he's like the the, the model of masculinity. So Would you see how big he was? You're going to question him? Uh, I On the podcasts, the very popular, almost as popular as ours, uh, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, uh, he said that... They used to, in like uh, videos of, of him, like certain matches, they would use this, the technology I think was called like Cytex or something, where they would basically like airbrush via video hair onto Hogan. No way. Uh, they would, they wow. would make him appear less bald until they realized exactly how much it cost to do that to every single thing. And then they're like, no, yeah. okay, we're not, he's bald. He's bald. Everyone knows yep. he's bald. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we got the hair. Uh, so the the episode that I picked has very little Hogan. Unfortunately, I was trying to find one with more Hogan, but just that I, some of them don't have the live action interstitials, and I wanted to make sure that we had one that had okay. those. Uh, this one would have you believe Junkyard Dog is the uh, is the main is wrestler, the, the main yeah. attraction of all professional wrestling. I didn't Junkyard know if this Dog. was a sample of the entire series, but I was like, the only time Hogan's talking is when he's like caught on a hot mic talking to someone else <laughs> on like a live interstitial. Yeah, uh, this is episode one, and it's somehow all about the Junkyard Dog. By the way, guys, um, I, I in in last season and maybe in our in our uh, one episode one hundred, I mentioned that. Uh, that I would never do a Dr. Detroit. Um, 
and I would I would check everything first. You may be wondering why last episode or maybe previously we didn't say, hey, by the way, next week, go check this out. From, from my perspective, this is not at all Dr. Detroit. It is also not something that you just need to run out and like get your yeah. ass on that. You, you listen to this no. and make up your mind, but this is not Dr. Detroit level shit. We just haven't told you about it. Yeah. It's also definitely not because I thought of that earlier, but then forgot to say it last episode. That's not why we did it. So, <laughs> not at all. Of course not. No. We could always say it at the end of this one and then edit this all out. No, or that's not how editing works. No, anyway, let's keep going. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> so there's very little Hulk Hogan, but you may be surprised to learn that Hulk Hogan is voiced by Brad Garrett. Yes, Grant, I had written that down. Mm-hmm. Who, who's Brad Garrett? I don't know who that is. Uh, Ray's brother on Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. Yep. Yeah. This was one of his voice acting credits in 1985. I was so yep. shocked because Grant, at first, you know, it's like I listen to all the wrestlers and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Someone somehow said, "You're going to be the voice of Rowdy Roddy Piper," yeah. and no one ever told him who that is. <laughs> right? Oh, they just absolutely. kind of explained yeah. something. That yeah, one is and he miles invented. Off. So I was like, "What the fuck?" Then, like, Tito Santana, who's like, it is me, it is I, Tito Santana. I was like, maybe? But then, so I was really excited to see the end credits to see who the voice actors were, and I was like, I don't fuck, wait, what, Brad Garrett was it? Yeah, this is like (laughs) Brad Garrett's first IMDb entry, even. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Later, he did Everybody Loves Raymond. You what? If you if you're for all the Raymond heads out there, he has a ton of <laughs> Easter eggs in in that whole series about uh, Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. Every mm-hmm. time that show was on, I was like, "Why am I thinking about Rowdy Roddy Piper?" Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Why do yeah. I want to build a robot out of junk? Anyway, we'll get to that uh, one. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that one because we'll that's where my notes well, go crazy. Expected, we'll get there. <laughs> yes, I, I expected sir. this to be like a huge, you know, WWF promotional vehicle, and I, I. For whatever reason, I assumed all of the the wrestlers would be doing their own voices. So the first character we hear, Junkyard Dog, I don't actually know what he he talks like in real life, but it's a little bit of junk. I was like, hmm. And I I start writing uh, as a note. Did the wrestlers voice these? And then yes. from there on, oh, this is oh, right. Piper. I was like, oh, okay. These are not, uh, that is right. perfect, Piper. Holy shit. Perfect fake Piper. I remember yeah. <laughs> I remember this from being a kid. I remember this show coming on and just being like, I don't I don't understand what's going on. And now watching it as an oh adult, God. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I do remember that there was a Hulk Hogan cartoon. I do remember that I watched it, but I don't remember much about it. And at I all. remember that Rowdy Rowdy Piper had a dumb car. And mm, sure enough, this okay. episode includes his it's dumb about car, the car. Which is like a, a funny car dragster meets a bagpipe. Yeah, there's a bagpipe in the back of it. Because he hates rock Uh, music. So the the show is from 85, 86, but I believe this, like, it was clearly running on, like, syndication for years and years after that because I'm pretty sure the rip of this is from, like, the 90s uh, because it mentions the cartoon at the end. I don't know if you watched all the way through the end credits. Oh, yes, I did. I did not. But they say... Uh, at the end, stay tuned for Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Yeah. Holy shit! Why aren't we just? Why are we watching that right now? Why did I make you watch this instead of fucking Cadillacs and Dinosaurs? Right on damn. this episode, Cadillac and Dinosaurs. Uh, that yes. is that is a dartboard pitch if I ever heard one. The uh, fucking goddamn uh, dinosaurs. Go right How about up. Vehicles and animals. Let's do the best. Best of each. <laughs> yeah, sure. The apex of the apex of either is uh, 
automobile ends at Cadillac, of course. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, what's the course. Cadillac of animals? Dinosaurs. The dinosaur. The, di- hey, what's the, the dinosaur, dinosaur of cars? Cadillacs. The Cadillac. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Why do you ask? The dinosaur of cars, yes. yes. And the Cadillac of dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> so... So episode one, I'm led to believe, is about Junkyard Dog sees an ad in the paper for $10,000 to use your car in a movie, but Rowdy Rowdy Piper also wants that money. So this is where I think the writing gets... This is where I'm afraid that not only did no one know what wrestling or a cartoon was, um, but the people making it certainly didn't know what either of these things were. Yes. Junkyard Dog races to the movie set to cash in on this coupon. Crashes through the movie set. Crashes through the movie set. Murders several actors. Murders the lead act, the two lead actors. <laughs> and while the director's like, "That was my leading man and women," uh, then then Junkyard Dog's like, "I have a coupon," and he's like, "Oh right, this way, sir. <laughs> right this you will way, honor sir. my coupon, sir. Right. Oh, you're <laughs> right. right. I owe way. you ten thousand dollars." But Rowdy Roddy Piper doesn't. He's not standing for that. I want that ten thousand dollars. No, I want you to use my car in this in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Now with dead actors, and. Um, how will these two professional wrestlers settle this conflict? Car race. Car race. <laughs> First by trying to pull the director apart. They do. They treat him like a wishbone and try to pull him apart. And he, yeah. he's rubbery because he's a cartoon, but luckily he has an idea. And the director, who knows how this car is going to be used in his movie, says, well, clearly the fastest one is going to earn the, the why opportunity. Why don't you have a race? Yes. Yeah. Why don't you have a race, he says. Hey, I'm not. This is a spoiler alert, but I'm not gonna lie. I laughed at the twist at the end when. Uh, Good twist. That, that, <laughs> oh, that's writing. Did. I saw that. That's writing right I there. Did. I was like, ah, oh, not hey, bad. That's, little known uh, fact. Yeah, that's writing. Look at the boat. writing. The writing credits are from one M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he and Brad Garrett were like, "We're someday. We're gonna be somebody." <laughs> oh no! I think so too. Yep. Uh, I hope I get really tall and you write twists. <laughs> no, Shyamalan should do the twists, and you get yes. tall. <laughs> Shyamalan, you're not tall. Brad Garrett is already seven feet tall. You're probably I think I'm done growing, Brad. <laughs> yeah, and after that point, I wrote, "What is exactly is happening?" Yeah, there's lots of like you. You were talking about the animation, and certainly the animation uh, shows itself in all its glory in this this chunk of the episode. You guys remember when we had a video contest between the four of us of like, hey, let's make the next Star Wars sequel, and we right. rushed a bunch of shit together as fast as possible. Boy, how um, do I remember? I was still a month late somehow. But uh, uh, that is better than this. Yes, it is. <laughs> Imagine, you don't have to go watch it. Imagine if like the kid in your high school who could kind of draw a jet also drew Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that he looked like... Roddy Roddy Piper is drawn with this weird frown, like he's like a Japanese drawing of like uh, a British admiral from like yeah. colonial times. <laughs> and the rest of the characters who aren't drawn by your eighth grade friend, the rest of the characters look like they're from like uh, like a Canadian after school special about crossing the street. Like none of the, the the two art styles do not match. It is clear neither the animators nor the voice actors ever met any of those characters they never no. saw a wrestling no of course uh, not. match ever um the more stereotypical they're all stereotypical i mean it's not that i couldn't tell who roddy piper was supposed to be or the iron Sheik or nikolai volkov yeah yeah sure i get who those people are even the giant but but the voice the mannerisms the whatever like what that's nothing at all like yeah okay Iron Sheik is just not anywhere close to Iron Sheik. I didn't watch as much wrestling as you guys, clearly. I, I, I remember I remember it was a thing, but um, 
boy, like when when Junkyard Dog uh, and who is who is his wingman in the car? Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana. Uh, yeah. Not a guy that I ever remember knowing. Yeah, uh, it's not worth it. Okay, good. Uh, he uses a <laughs> he uses no a bell, Tito. Uh, he uses bellows yeah. to suck up a smoke screen, yeah. and then as the junkyard passes him, he's like, uh, "Smoke turkey is my favorite guitar solo." As they blow the smoke yeah, on Roddy Roddy Piper, he, it just yes. and I was like, "I hope that was ever in wrestling because that was glorious." Just right <laughs> oh, now, that happened all the time, Corey. Every week, every Saturday, that happened. On wrestling. <laughs> yeah, they were always sucking up smoke in bellows. That was the classic. Smoke <laughs> is my favorite. That goes back to the old Carney days. Right. Well, Tito, anyway. I mean, that was his that well, was Tito, his signature that was his, move. Yeah. Ooh, look out! He's got the bellows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a form. He's got a foreign bellows. <laughs> you can put the top to your convertible up, but it won't help. Well, that's the thing. They put the top of their convertible yes. up. Then he blows the smoke at them anyway, and somehow it just somehow works. Yes. Not, they don't even show them you coughing. Mean, yes. They put the 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 top of the convertible goes up. They blow the smoke at him anyway. Nothing happens. Then they just drive away. Ha ha ha! We won. Yep. <laughs> you blocked okay. it. Certainly confusing, but okay. There's another time when, uh, and I love how this so clearly highlights how every villain is some foreign menace. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> that was the <laughs> I've all yes. called the Iron Sheik, Mr. Fuji, Roddy yeah. Roddy yes. Piper. Uh, yeah. Even uh, the Menace fabulous, of Scotland. <laughs> yes. The Menace of Scotland. Fabulous Moolah is a woman and also from the South, so there's lots of, there's yes. several menaces there. I'm just going to say, in the early and mid-80s, we were nervous as shit about the Scottish mess, okay? <laughs> of course. You didn't know when the Scottish hammer was going to drop. <laughs> you don't uh, know. Russia's got the bomb. Scotland's got the sheep. <laughs> uh but they're they're like experimenting with the secret weapon for uh, Roddy's uh, hot rod, and it's like a rocket thing. And they're like, here, press this button. And then Nikolai Volkov presses a button, and then they go, not that button. And then some like <laughs> fire comes out of it. Yes. And then it just immediately cuts to the next scene. Nothing right. actually happens. Nothing happens from that. He caught him an airhead too when he, when that happened. By the way, yeah, I like how when I'm just holding an engine and you press a button, the engine <laughs> shoots fire. On the out? Engine. There's no gas or anything. <laughs> That's how it's, it's just works. It's just a thing. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. It's special Ben. It's a special rocket. I know. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Uh, as as the race starts, they for like a third of a second cut into a movie theater where Mean Gene Oakland is <laughs> explaining to the audience in the movie theater yes. what's happening. Yes, but that then they immediately cut away it's from okay. that and it's never brought up so we're again. Introduce Mean Gene as a character in this in this world, although we see him live action, of course, later. But uh, but yes, uh, all right, I guess so. Here's Mean Gene, and then. Also some fans, because Mean Gene is a movie announcer. Because also movies have announcers. Cause, uh, whatever, hey, whatever. Do you know why happen. Mean Gene's in the here's, the... here's the here's the reason why Mean Gene is in this. And we already said, this is a half-hour show with six minutes of animation in it. Yeah, why did we much. animate Mean Gene? Because he's a fucking professional and knew how to do his lines. Hogan and everyone, like, That's pretty like, legit, Corey. The guy who was pretending to do Hogan was so coked out he couldn't do three lines. Like, Mean Gene showed up, did his lines, knows what's happening. That man sleeps sound. Professional. Knows I his know. craft. Mean Gene. Consummate professional. Consummate professional. I've always said it. Yep. See, I think I, I may have a little less beef with some of the cartoon than you guys, because my first takeaway, uh, and Little Cap and Travis, you may recall uh, before the days of listenable podcasts, uh, we did an episode on the cartoon Mask. Ooh, right? yeah. We watched, I think, the first episode of Mask, and we commented on it uh, confusingly. Um, when I compare the two, to to me, 
mask is up for criticism because they're telling this mythology and this real story that I want to buy into. And with this, it's like a dorky cartoon. So I'm like, yeah, that, that'd be the equivalent of being like, he put a black circle on the ground and now it's a hole. Like, you know, and, and we're poking holes in that. But <laughs> what we're pointing out are just nonsensical incongruencies, storytelling that goes nowhere. Like, I don't care what world you create with your goofy-ass wrestlers, but to get from point A to B, it should make sense without you going like, wait, why was Mean Gene there? Or, well, the smoke, that didn't make sense. Like, it's so confusing, even within its own cartoon I understand that it's for kids, but, like... It was also written by an adult. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, <laughs> to speak to Matt's point. It's like it's doubly infuriating. Of if you're going to create a world, maintain that world. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. Make a world, but but play in that world. Whatever. That's easy writing. But the doubling thing is like these are guys people will sit and watch for hours to just hit each other. All you got to all you had to do is have them hit each other, and you only have to animate <laughs> that once. You idiots. And then you just loop it. <laughs> exactly. And then you put a chair in his hand. There, there's not a single wrestling moment in any of the cartoons, nope. is there? No. I don't think in... And, and there's like 26 <laughs> episodes, and I don't uh, believe there's wait, wrestling no, no, no. Let's, Well, well... Let's get to part two. There is a little bit of wrestling. Thank you. That's, they wrestle the robot. So, hey, let, let's wrap this yeah, one up real bit. quick, all right? A real, bit. real easy. Yeah, there's not much... Yeah, uh, spoiler alert for those of you uh, who haven't watched this yet and who are and really want to know the, the trick. I hope Roddy gets uh, skip to Skip to this time code. I'll, I'll insert it in the editing. <laughs> what happens at the end of the episode is Roddy Roddy Piper uses his evil rocket booster to win the race. And so he gets to have his car in the movie. However, the part that his car has to play is that it has to get smashed by a giant dinosaur robot. Right. <laughs> Right. Oh. What happened to oh. my car? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you read? <laughs> He's constantly hyperventilating. I don't understand it. No, they, this was written by someone who, or played by someone who's clearly never seen him. It could not be farther away. But from you know, Roddy as Piper. dumb as it was, it's way ahead of its time. I mean, well, for America anyway. I mean, this is the '80s. But what's the point? Race doesn't matter. Huh? That's, that. That's what it's about. Race doesn't matter. That race doesn't matter at all. Bobby Heenan shows on, and I go, "What's the name of this talking canned ham?" It took me. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a sweaty pink face. Yeah, he's very sweaty. He's a right. sweaty pink dude. But that's a classic Heenan. That's a classic Heenan. That's yeah, a, it's a classic Heenan bit. Yeah. But another Keenan one stick. of the another one of the interstitials. Uh, I don't remember who it is. He takes the car door off the door to get the ah, yeah. the Nikolai IMG, Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. Neither of the people in that set knew what acting was. The woman who's <laughs> well, they like... they had no lines, you <laughs> right. see. Clearly they had no lines. They were told what happens, and then they're just like, and yet, react. They there took the time to stage a car with its door off, or whatever, and light that set. That took at least 20 minutes. While they were doing that, you, you know yeah. the two of them were like, so what should we say? No one had an answer that whole time. Corey, it's like a porno. I mean, there's lighting, there's <laughs> stuff, but it's like, look, you're horny, and she's horny. <laughs> make up some shit it writes itself there were more lines and directions in porn than there were in what they did with whatever the fuck that Nikolai thing was where he tears a car door apart as soon as you took the car door off I was already masturbating like I, I, I get it <laughs> yeah that, exactly exactly I was masturbating nah, to it it's fine they, they clearly so just as the context for little Captain Travis there were three or four uh, interstitials which are live action they're on a generic set with uh 
our star wrestlers who are actually them playing themselves with their yes. own voices. Yeah. Uh, and clearly in each uh, scene, someone had the start of an idea and then said action. <laughs> um, so <laughs> yes. Bobby the Brain, here's a, here's a dumbbell. Uh, do something funny. You can almost uh, see them say, wait mm-hmm. what, and think a little bit before <laughs> you start talking. <laughs> wait, wait, oh, we're going. So my eyeline is either directly into the camera or way off stage. Just like, <laughs> just yeah. out a window where you can only see my ear or I'm just deadpan staring at the camera. A lot of the writing and gags were by someone who kind of remembered a Three Stooges movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of, but not quite. Mm. And then they told their cousin about it who wrote on the show. Uh, yeah, so like the paint, Nikolai Volkov paints the Iron Cheeks face and the oh. cartoon part, uh, the Heenan gag, the Nikolai gag, like, uh, yeah, you've combined someone who almost remembered a Three Stooges episode told their cousin who wrote it, but then it actually takes, you know, comedic timing, delivery, like comedians... <laughs> yeah. Uh, are good at what they do because they've developed those skills and then they just tell this big oaf, uh, rip, rip a car door off and then be funny. It, it yeah. does so not There's work. a point, there's another point, and then he just looks at the camera like, huh? Yeah, no, he just looks at the yeah, camera. Yeah, like, oh, uh, the door still works. We good? All right, Nikolai, we're going to film your back while you speak. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, basically. Exactly. <laughs> right. Just back right. to camera, just like step one. Don't worry, right. there's no camera back, there's no camera or microphone back there, so just bellow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but pretend to do your stick where you know you're the Russian guy and like make a bunch of Russian noises and stuff. <laughs> Don't Have exactly it. do in Soviet Russia. Car locks you, but get pretty close to that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Legally distinct. To Nikolai's credit, I actually think that the woman in the sketch was a worse actor than he was. Oh, she, she was, was so she bad. Was yeah, so she bad. was very bad. Where did they find her? My beautiful car. Honestly, watch that and tell me how that's not a porno. <laughs> where she's just kind of like she keeps kind of repeating a line and she doesn't really yeah, yeah. know that strict to me that is straight up like porno script i tell you i be- it was believable and that that might have been her car and she was that confused <laughs> what are you doing to my car <laughs> sure. she was very confused. what is happening sure. uh yeah so the the first half of the episode eh, it's all right yeah uh, the second half, really though, that was that was the good one, and so I had actually I watched way way more than anyone should, which of of the of the whole series, I watched a couple episodes and parts of a bunch of other ones. That's any to, too to try many. and figure out like, oh my god, it is it sucked, but I, I wanted to find the the best episode, okay. and there are, there are episodes that have completely absurd premises, and I'm like, oh surely this one will be great, but it really they're. The, the ones with the absurd premises really weren't that good. There's one where they get sent back in time. Whoa. There's one where they they eat some herbs or something and all get turned into children. There's one where an alien <laughs> robot befriends them and they have to hide it from the government. Jesus like, H. You would, Christ! You would, think, mean... you would think this is gold. And it, it really wasn't. Wow. It really wasn't. Wow. Wow. Okay. So in the machine of like generating this shit, one part was like, bam, just... Firing on all goddamn cylinders. Yes. Premise, premise, fucking out the wazoo. But they have no idea how to capitalize on that. This wow. is where like no, the machine was off. Like that thing was hitting it just right, but it was punching too far through the material, and the impression just got like oh. pushed through. <laughs> yeah, the material was tissue paper. Right. It couldn't take the embossing. This is pearls before swine. I think. I, I mean, Jesus H. Christ. I mean, and, and, and they're a little tropey for sure. Becoming kids, aliens, whatever. This is all, by the way, like. 
thir- like thirteenth season sitcom uh, tropes of well, yeah. an alien comes. <laughs> well, an adopted this is baby. Episode four. We all become kids. <laughs> uh, they didn't even get through the mm. basic crap. Grandpa didn't even run and you know drive his car through the uh, the garage, <laughs> the wall. Yeah, that happened on Everybody Loves Raymond. By the way, uh, <laughs> so we had Garrett some came later. Uh, he was like. But hey, that was like season 15. We gotta go with the basic shit first. You know I don't what? know. I'm trying to do shit. <laughs> I've wanted to do this since I voiced Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, Ray. Okay, Rag. so the plot of part two, Grant, hit us. Yes. Part two, entitled Junkenstein. Yes. Yes. So we begin on a uh, dark and stormy night. Mm. Uh, Junkyard Dog is, of course, reading the book Frankenstein out loud to Andre the Giant. As sure. one would on a random sure. night. Why wouldn't you? Believable, because mm-hmm. I believe that Andre the Giant cannot read and would demand that. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, then something, Andre gets scared and like a crash happens. And then uh, Junkyard Dog sees a mop on top of a mannequin head and gets the idea that I should build a robot. <laughs> Well, just like Dr. Yeah, Frankenstein. Just like everyone is like, finally. You right. know, we've all been thinking it by this <laughs> And he's this in the point. junkyard. He's like, I've been sitting in junk. Why did I build a robot out of this junk? <laughs> hey, man, the junkyard. I mean, well, I hope we'll get to it later, but it's not how I picture a junkyard. Okay. It goes through some iterations in this episode alone. So, <laughs> oh, yes. That's Different true. every time we see so, it. So, <laughs> folks, picture a junkyard. You got everything you need for a Frankenstein slash robot, don't you? So he makes it. <laughs> he makes Junkenstein. He says this ought to make a nice leg. Yes. One of which was a Classic. leg, by the way. Yeah. Yes. All one this, was a leg and one was a wheel. Yet that night, he's just you know, oh this, oh that. Oh, I guess I have a thing that raises things up into the lightning-filled sky. <laughs> of course I do. Because this is a junkyard. I have a Frankenstein electricity machine. Thank with you. The, like those weird, like the nodes yep. and the rings around it. Like, like Jacob's yes, ladder, yes. whatever that is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I call it a Frankenstein electricity machine. When you look at the junkyard, sometimes it's like, well, here's, here's just stacks of timber. Here's a whole bunch of crates. Here's some tires. Mm-hmm. Here's some Frankenstein makers. There's no other way to call those like great big like metal with dials and then a whole bunch of levers on them. That makes Frankenstein's. Yes. God damn it! You see one of those, you know someone's trying to make a Frankenstein. But you see it every day in the junkyard. But That's one use. You see it every day in the junkyard. You never think to do anything with it because you're, you've got your TV set on top of it. You're like, oh, I've been <laughs> right. But look, you guys. Go to DigiKey, go to any electronic supply, and just look up Frankenstein makers, and you'll see the great big metal box that that clearly has some mm. levers on it. It's a fucking Frankenstein maker. Yeah. There's there's no other use it could possibly have. Yes! But he had one and makes a Frankenstein. But Grant, to be fair, probably Dr. Frankenstein has a newer model at his castle, and then he's like, you know, threw that at the yeah. junkyard. So this JYD is, mm-hmm. was smart. He's like, ah, I better keep this inside. The 1986s came in. <laughs> yes, so exactly. full disclosure, I used the break in between the interstitial and the start of this episode to look away from it and did not know it was titled <laughs> Junkenstein. And yet in Me my either. notes, I sent you a picture of my notes today. Yes. Just as he's raising it up in the sky, I've written Junkenstein question mark. And then after he names him Junkenstein, yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know you, you didn't, yeah, I know didn't know the title. That's the I, I was yeah. wondering why you guys weren't. <laughs> I didn't know laughing the title. I was just excited about it. But yes, Corey, I like that you thought like, yeah. "Hey, Junkenstein." Is oh, he going to do it? It's called Junkenstein. <laughs> He's going to do it, isn't yes. he? Yes. 
So he makes yeah. Junkenstein, and Junkenstein is programmed with like a cassette tape. A cassette that was tape, really oh, audio amazing. cassette tape. You put that in the mouth, and somehow he programmed it, just works. it to be a Junkenstein. Yes, and it cleaned up the junkyard. Although, by the way, we have definitely seen two different junkyards in this one. It cleaned but, up the junkyard. Yes. By the way, if, <laughs> for true. those now out it, in it's listener not land, a junkyard. this is this is like an upside down aluminum mop bucket head with eyes and a mouth. Um, some somehow some a barbarian big, fur. furry brown thing. Its body yeah. is a bear. Some apparently. arm bits like with <laughs> it claws. has a bear body. One wheel leg, one peg leg, but plunger thing. Yes. Which one do you think they, was going to make a good leg when he found it? <laughs> <laughs> hard telling, hard telling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you feed it a cassette tape and it does something. And by the way, the cassette never comes back out. Like, let's nope. try program two. No, or... they just keep putting him in. They yeah, just keep you, putting him in. You gotta keep feeding him. <laughs> and and the clearly, two that he made, they don't do anything. The two that they don't do anything were, special were Butler and my enemy beating me up. Those are the two programs that he started with. <laughs> yes. And this leads into the fact that Andre the Giant, being an adult. Yes. I mean, each of these guys are living in their own idiom. None of their world experience extends beyond their outfit. <laughs> yeah. So they yes. put they put they put the rowdy roddy piper tape in and it starts beating them up. So at this point I've written Is Andre, the guy no. who in, did the guy who impersonates and draws Rowdy Roddy Piper have to quit? Like we can't, we can't even draw him fighting Junkyard Dog. Let's have him. Let's we're, we're gonna have him do. Uh, we'll have a robot stand in for him in this cartoon that's already standing in for him. <laughs> I wrote. Did they only draw one kilt? Like <laughs> Corey, what happens next? Like after after the after he accidentally puts in the rod. Oh no! You put in the Roddy Roddy Piper, who's apparently the heel in all of this. You put in that tape. What happens next is, like, someone played 10 sound effects and said, draw that. (laughs) (laughs) Some random shit happens. Yeah, and the the cartoon uses all, like, 14 cartoon sound effects that exist. They paid for the entire cartoon sound effect board, and they were, like, we're using every damn one. Yes, they bought... They bought all of the generic ones. The production leads me to believe that they used all of them to make it look like they bought any of them. <laughs> Throw them all in, then they'll think we bought them. There's no way we'd get away. Yeah. Would we have had all these if we didn't buy at least one? Would Hulk Hogan no. walk by the intro if we didn't buy these? <laughs> we clearly and bought them. Do they have to be used correctly? No. I mean, you just use use the squirting one when something doesn't squirt. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. Uh, someone is trying to draw it, and they're like, squirt? Wait, what? I guess he has a paint gun, or sometimes it's a water gun. It's hard to tell. Hey, yeah. fire engine, when, a, when yeah. a robot throws a hamburger at Andre Giant, you better believe it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that part. When they get to the, the boardwalk, and then they go to a restaurant, um, I was upset that, that that guy had sandals on. I mean, that's clearly a health code <laughs> violation. But also, he's a fry cook, and he has sandals. He's going to burn his toes. Right. Uh, OSHA should well, be that's, involved. That's why when the when they burst in there, he goes, a robot? Ah, get out of here. Like, uh, yeah, he yeah, thought the robot was from OSHA? Grant, is that what you're trying to say? He's like, yeah, yeah he, you're clearly yeah, a regulatory he's, he's robot. He's like, ah, I'm not supposed to be, not supposed to be seen like yeah. this. Get out of here. <laughs> not supposed to. Hey, we all worked at the Carriot and or Tony, so uh, mm-hmm. you, we've all said, hey, get out of here. I'm not supposed to be seen like yeah, this. To, uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he doesn't seem to be like, oh, a robot. He's more just like, hey, someone's in here. Get out. <laughs> Good point. Well, hey, robot, this is my kitchen. Get out. 
<laughs> the the lady yes. uh, who's eating at the restaurant does notice. She says, "I didn't know they had robot waiters here." Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That because that's a thing that they have in the eighties, apparently. Uh-huh. As it dumps it, the food on them. Yeah. Hey, you weren't supposed to be in here. A guy. Now remember, this is a robot with one wheel leg, one mm-hmm. one like sort of robot kind of leg, fur all around him, and claws that's like making menacing <laughs> gestures. Hey. Yeah. You are not. not Oh my god, a monster robot. <laughs> yes. So they fight the robot, but they can't really quite defeat it. But then yeah, it's difficult. for absolutely no reason, mm-hmm. uh, the junkyard dog decides he that he somehow knows what's gonna stop it. Yeah, because it's Piper. it's not like uh it's not like a, a thing where it's like, oh, we've we figured out the weakness by doing this. He's just like, Oh, I figured out the weakness. And of course, <laughs> And the thing is, like, this is a pretty implausible scenario, but I am willing to suspend my disbelief because he uses the power of rock and roll yes. to defeat his enemy. Yep. I believe that can be used to accomplish literally anything. Makes yeah. sense. If you use, it's the power of rock and roll. Oh, well, right. of course. There's I a also lot of songs love how. I mean, let's let's be honest. He's like, I remember how to defeat the robot I programmed. Like, <laughs> I remember programming <laughs> That's a good him to point. hate rock That's and a very roll. Very good point. The thing is, Corey, he did not program it. He just let lightning strike a pile of junk. No, and he knew that cassette yes. tapes would make it work. It <sighs> seems like it seems like he programmed the tapes, but then he's just like, no, that one that has a tape of that's a tape of Roddy Piper. Why did he have it in the stack that he brought around? The, I don't know. I don't know. Junkenstein cleans up the junkyard and he goes, next is to program a robot butler. Yes. He does say program a few times. Leading us to believe that he programmed the original code and he's just going to subclass out the the cleaning part we're getting but then it's confusing of wait why do you have the roddy piper tape right, right. i also it's, made it one of my like, enemy beating it seems me up. like it's just a recording of, of like a roddy piper reading a book on tape or something also, why does he have a vocal recording that... of rowdy roddy piper yes why would he have that in the first place i don't know so in there was a piper hogan feud um yes this also involved uh cindy lopper and then mm-hmm. it was just how somehow piper like dwelled on this thing where uh, rock and roll was garbage. Rock and roll was garbage, and that was part of you know he was a heel and he hated rock and roll. But uh, people love rock and roll. <laughs> um, but so, so, but in both of those two fucking episodes, it comes up about how he hates rock and roll. It came up in the first one too, like after his car got smashed, and it was like they played some rock and roll, and he was like he does this dumb stomp. I Matt, hate rock and roll like a rumble stilts. One note that the the writers got. Yes, right. They're like he hates <laughs> rock and roll, and he has a kilt. <laughs> yep, and they didn't really know. And what I need to do this with it. Uh, later. I need this cartoon this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. This afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, I need this cartoon. There's one moment where Junkyard Dog turns his head, and his head grew bigger and smaller in the same moment. I was like, Wait, wow, yeah. Nice. This has a strange geometry. It, this yeah, is like yeah. an. This is like one of those Saw movies where you're like chained to a desk. You're like, I'll continue making your thing. Just tell me why. Why does he hate rock music? Oh, he, play, he likes bagpipes. That was the thing. Oh God, thank yeah. you for explaining one thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they made the whole car about bagpipes because they had nothing else to go on. Exactly. Like, whole car. We have, God damn it! I guess he drives thing. a giant bagpipes. If you look closely, every time he peels out, the smoke says, "Help me," and then sex. <laughs> So Grant, you're you're confirming that you watched maybe not all but most of these episodes and there's not a single time where the premise is professional wrestlers who are wrestling. I don't believe there is any wrestling. 
there is at the beginning of one of the episodes they do show a wrestling ring, but it's for like half a second, and then something happens later, like immediately, like backstage or something. <laughs> that episode is I I didn't watch the whole thing, but it starts out in a wrestling ring, and then there's like villains chasing a little girl and then it just like cuts it follows her and then she has a horse or something and then they're after the horse i, I don't know that, that was a weird <laughs> I, I, that was a weird one i don't i, I don't I know but they do sh- that they show a wrestling ring but like none of the episodes are about wrestling. Okay. definitely not and yet i'm going to give this episode three steel chairs to the back <laughs> mm. nice out of 40 um i remember it <laughs> I do remember this as a kid, as I said. Um, I remember that there were good guys and bad guys, because that's an easy thing for a kid to get. Um, and Hulk Hogan was good. I remembered Hillbilly Jim, and Iron Sheik was somehow bad, but I I was shocked seeing it. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I give it uh, one handful of colored powder blown to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I give it uh, a four out of four uh, uh, bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten accuracy, Matt. That's yes, ruddy. It's, it's spot on. I I would give it three rakes to the eyes and one rake of the back. So it's oh. like three and a half. Ooh, a back rake. Like three oh, and a half. Back rake. It's a classic Hogan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've completed our tetralogy of watch a thing and then talk about it. Now we've we've each done one now. A tetralogy. By the way, as we've talked about, there there is this rich world of professional wrestling and crazy, crazy carny shit that's out there. This is uh as I think Grant of a completist, this is like starting in like, well, let's start in alphabetical order. Aardvark. Uh, they learn is like <laughs> or zero 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 one of wrestling things, not the greatest, but uh, yeah, part of the weird lore of uh, it's a footnote. This world. Yes, this is a footnote. So Grant, the foot fetishist, is started with uh, mm. with this cartoon. And look, Captain Travis, if you guys want to hear uh, more professional wrestling stories if you want to share some of your favorite professional wrestling stories or even your favorite moments from rock mm, roll wrestling uh email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com and if you want to see foot pics then ask grant all the people he follows on instagram which uh, he, uh is it's a it's a treasure trove but if you want to see some uh rock mm, wrestling uh photos then you can find us on instagram at uh free legal advice podcast and if you like the show, challenge your friend to a car-based chase. Yes. <laughs> and crush his car That's at the, the end, no matter the outcome. Was so pissed that giant solves dinos- every problem. That giant robot dinosaur crushes a car at the end is so much more interesting than anything happens. Like, where the hell was that the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Wait, you had a giant working what cartoon Godzilla? was that on? Holy shit! Can't we have watched that instead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it was just sitting in the parking lot, like as guys were like prepping the smoke flares in its nose, is more interesting than. It, it does. Really, the only lesson to be learned is we should have been watching Cadillacs and fucking dinosaurs. Come on! <laughs> Next episode. The show right is called oh, Cadillacs man. and Dinosaurs. Goddamn. Classic. 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 A classic bit.
Episode 6. My fantasies usually end up where somehow if I'm back in time, I'm not just observing, I'm somehow participating, and then I'm taking either my knowledge of the presence or just some skill that I have, in, or the presence, present, um, or, or some skill that I have and go, okay, well, what could I do back here? Oh, okay, I have some modern engineering knowledge, but is it too modern? Um, yeah, like... But okay, how- I could do something, and then ladies, pussy avalanche, yeah. just like your stupid <laughs> yeah, band that you yeah. had. You, you had a band. <laughs> I am pretended to go back in time once and help some medieval people. And then promptly got a bunch of sex diseases because that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> I invented a catapult to get sex diseases. I guess I always thought of it as like more observational. Like I would go back just to kind of like watch, experience, see, and then get back in the thing. Like I never thought I'd be like. That's what ah, I imagine myself doing is like like hiding and trying to like see. But I feel just like eh, everything is going to be covered in filth. Oh. Yeah. Well, you want don't you want to go and try to live back in some other time or something? It, well, Grant, what Fuck if you it. went back to fucking the World War Two and you yeah. visited? Oh, Winston wow! Churchill. What like, if I went to filthy? go see that? It was a shitty time for a lot of people. Yes, <laughs> that's really. the thing. Like anything, it's really just like uh, probably like a, a misconception in my mind that like anything beyond like anything like eighteen hundreds or older is just like. Primitive uh, diseases nope, I everywhere. I think that's accurate. I think that's uh, totally accurate. But then, like, yeah. once it rolls over to 1900, it just feels like, well, that's sort of modern, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 1899, a putrid time. Yes, and all <laughs> yes. 18, yes, yes, and they're <laughs> yes. they're everything. Everyone's a farmer. Uh, there's maybe some like, you know, coal miners and some factories belching black smoke. I assume 1900. Ooh, before hey, 1900, buildings. there was one size of buildings. Pants. <laughs> Yeah, buildings, electric, like taller buildings and electricity, and you know, every picture before the 1900 or like you know, like early, like turn of the century, everyone's wearing the same size of big weird pants held up with either rope or suspenders. <laughs> so I'm just saying, this is before we invented sizes. Mm-hmm. But think of what you'll do in the stuff that you throw away now. That was beyond. That was so far good to be beyond the point where it entered a normal person's. Uh, window. So, like this. Uh, you go, ah, this milk is going to expire soon. Maybe I'll just throw it away without smelling it. Right? You probably have done that. Or you go, that fell on the floor, I'll throw that little bit away. That had some raw meat on it for a while, I'll throw that away. No, you won't, because in that was still in the, when you're throwing it away, that's like the king ate that. And then when you're like, that's gross, I'm definitely not smelling it, that's what the next people ate. Uh, By the time uh, the common person had stuff, that's It's already... what you poop out. Yeah. <laughs> they only ate poop from until 1900. But man, I mean, that human grossness of back then. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Maybe I, will, maybe I will stay on the time machine. I won't get syphilis. I'll be okay now. <laughs> Except then I just look at you guys creepily like... You're staring at me too hard, like, <laughs> I'm getting syphilis one way or another on this time trip. <laughs> you guys all should have stayed in the present. Turn internet over.